0: Welcome once again to the Moore and Connolly Football Show, the podcast that gives you your fix of the NFL with a little added je ne sais quoi. Big shout out, as always, to the Gridiron family, of which we are proud to call ourselves a part. My name is Tom Moore, talking nonsense since 1986. And joining me, as always, is the godfather of the family. It's Ollie Connolly. Ollie, how the devil are you, my friend? I'm hanging in there. How are you? I'm all right but you got you are flat out my man I mean you are busy I know people that are busy but you take that and you put a you know jam sandwich on it and you you take it to another level my friend how are you feeling I'm feeling okay is that is that a good thing bad thing I can't tell how are you doing it so are you using <laughs> recreational drugs or something that Aaron Rodgers would would use or is it just coffee that's getting you through pure perseverance monkey sweat go placenta what is it coffee
1: Irish coffee is around six o'clock. If the writer's block really sets in, maybe you'll you'll drop yourself a little Irish coffee to, to kind of get over the hump there. Um, you know, just hardcore cigarettes. You know, anything that's available <laughs> legally, um, to give you a burst of energy on nineteen-hour days, I I will take.
0: Hardcore cigarettes. Are they different from normal cigarettes?
1: <laughs> no, man. You tell me.
0: Okay, fair enough. A good Breaking Bad scenario there. On today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to hit you, as we always do, with NFL headlines that we're foreseeing for next week. We're going to give you our predictions of what the headlines are going to be after this weekend of football. Then we'll go into the game show for this week, which today is Through the Keyhole, which was always a favourite of mine. And instead of going into an NFL player's house, Stereo Mike's going to give us some clues like they would do it Through the Keyhole when going into a house. And we will try and guess who the player is. Then we'll go to a little taste of Ireland with stereo Mike. He'll give us a bit of an Irish lesson and we'll finish with listeners questions. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us any week, you can do hit us up. MCF at gmail.com. Whether it's a question, an opinion, a bit of abuse, whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you. And you can also find us on Twitter at Ollie Connolly at the underscore Tommy underscore more as if there were any others and at Michael underscore nfl but before we get started ollie can you remember when we used to do the mcfs show back in the day for so many years we used to have the occasional story time with tom do you remember that it was my favorite thing yeah story time with tom now i'm gonna hit you with story time with tom to start off this week before we get into the nfl headlines and a bit of a dilemma i was faced with and i'd want to know what you guys would do so essentially what happened is i went to the office early and so i went to the mcdonald's my local mcdonald's which is just down the street from the office right and i said i'm gonna get myself a sausage and egg mcmuffin okay so i went in and you know you've got the order points Mm -hmm. yeah so i put it in sausage mcmuffin two pound 49 or whatever extortionate price it is that they're charging now for that material which probably hasn't been nowhere near a pig uh to start with anyway i type it in you know you do the thing you put your your contactless card down um, No receipt thing comes through with my order number on. Now, it displays on the screen 64. Okay, great. Then I, I turn and I see the state of the queue. Horrendous people all over the place. No sense of a queue at all. The screen with the order numbers isn't working. So it's not on there. So you don't know which order's on its way. And there seems to be one person doing the cooking, the wrapping, and the passing out to people. This is in a quite a... Big suburban area as well. Now, I was disappointed for a start, but I, I wanted the food, but I also was quite busy and I was faced with a dilemma. Do I stay or do I go? Or, and if I stay, how do I handle that situation? Ollie, what
1: so, this is a tough one. So, the question is uh, do you stay um, and just battle it out on weight? Or are you just, so you've seen you're absconding from the £2.49? That, <laughs> that is an option. That is an option. So is that the option or is the option to just kind of, it's kind of a free-for-all situation, nobody knows what order is what and you just kind of grab out what is available?
0: That is another wrinkle because clearly a lot of other people were in the same situation. Mm -hmm. So what did you go for? I absconded, Ollie. Now was that the worst thing? I just was like, I can't be asked for this, and I just left. <laughs> Is that a bad chat? Because uh, I, I, and I was disappointed every single the rest time of the
1: day. I've walked into McDonald's since I turned like twenty-five, I've thought walked in and gone, You know what? <laughs> I don't want to be in this zoo. <laughs> I have too much pride to stand in a zoo of food, have a burger thrown at me <laughs> with no care and told to eat on a child's tree. I, I think uh, I think there comes a time in life where a man can look at himself and say, or oh, woman, and say, that was Brenty on it, or, um, and say, you know what, two forty nine sunk cost, let's just go get a meal deal.
0: And that's what I did. I, I left Ollie, <laughs> and instead what I did is I got an orange Danish pastry from Birds. Nice, nice. I say you won that. Now, before, and this is, yeah, I did, and before we went to the NFL, you know they were, they were not able to sell orange Danish pastries at Birds. If you don't know what Birds is, it's something in, in the Midlands and the North, which is a bakery, and it's fantastic. Orange Danish pastries, because apparently they couldn't get the orange curd. And for a year, they, they, or maybe even two years, they didn't have them. Now, recently they brought them back, Ollie, and my <laughs> Danish pastry consumption <laughs> has gone through the roof. It's quite concerning.
1: Now, I don't want people to get the, the, the wrong impression here. You have a slender runner's body. You're very gaunt in the face. Yep, yep. He's he's, he's making a bicep uh, situation going on there.
0: <laughs> gaunt but, in the face? What's that yeah, mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly gaunt in the face. Uh, maybe too thin, some would suggest. Maybe a couple more pastries. And yet you, you're kind of professing yourself to be a man of the people here with birds, with McDonald's. This is not the Tom I know.
0: So hang on. Where should I be dining? If I'm, if I'm looking Lord's, for an early... <laughs> the, the Lord's member section. <laughs> I should be going into Marks and Spencers and demanding a sandwich from somebody working on the suit counter. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I see. I, I see you. I see you, Connolly. Okay, let's take it to the headlines. So NFL headlines this week, Ollie. You and I are going to bounce back and forth between these, and let's think about what's going to happen over this weekend. So I'm going to give you my first headline, Ollie. Here we go. You should. Know what you should, you should lay this
1: up for people, by the way, just so people
0: <laughs> <laughs> realize this. Is- Every week on the
1: MCFS, we like to predict what the main headline. Oh. I don't want people to think they've like w- woken up in some no, time no, no.
0: up in there in the future. That was terrible hosting on my part. I apo- I apologize. So my first headline that I think is going to come up next week is the following: Kirk flips a coin pre-game. And decides Bad Kirk will come to play against Detroit, resulting in a Lions victory for the Ages, including two pick sixes of Kirk Cousins. Ollie, the Lions bouncing onto two wins in a row. How do you feel about them apples? I like them apples. That the
1: Lions look really, really good. Really
0: good. Um, and it's more
1: than just kind of the Dan Campbell bravado of it all. And that's the, the element I think that gets everyone excited in the sense it's something a bit different, something special is going on. They're absolutely um the team of the public, I'd say, in which they have the obviously the most feel good factor. People want them to be good. I think people want that fan base to have a, a good run, not just like a year here or there. Everyone likes Dan Campbell. I think everyone kind of likes that staff because what Dan Campbell has done in the most wonderful way is populate his entire building with former players. There's no like nerd who, you know, studied at Harvard and knows all the schemes. He just went and got himself brilliant coaches and they've all played. And so it's entirely in that kind of rah rah vein. Um, and I love it, man. And they do really creative stuff on offense. They're, they're getting much better on defense. Um, yeah, I mean, you never know. You never know which Kirk's going to turn up and you never know which Vikings uh, is going to turn up. That's the way they've always been. That's the way that they will continue to be.
0: Yeah, they had to turn up in week one, though, didn't they? Apart from actually, I think it was probably the Packers who didn't turn up more than anything. Do you not think, though, with Detroit, the when I was watching Hard Knocks, the way I was watching it with my wife, the defensive coordinator, Glenn, and the offensive... What's his name? Is it Juice... Um, was it Juice McAllister? It's it's a Johnson, isn't it? Is a Ben Johnson as the not the offensive court, the running back's coach? It's Juice McAllister, oh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. The way they're joining each other, and Juice McAllister, he lost his voice, and I was just like, "You're the." He, he, it was mainly at McAllister. You're the coach, man. What the hell are you playing at? Because Glenn kind of, what <laughs> the most part, he wasn't really reacting.
1: No, Aaron Glenn's a very cerebral guy. He's kind of a an introvert who just sits in his office and does scheme stuff all day. Um I love that in the building. I like there being friction. I like them be there being competition between a staff as though there's this there's this like faux camaraderie that mm. they're not all trying to gun to move up the, the coaching ladder, which they all are, and hopefully you get to win as a staff along the way. Um so I like that I I I'm just I'm wholly invested in this team. The way that they that they played last week was really impressive. They're doing it without most of their offensive linemen. They they have one of the three best o-lines in the league, which is what makes them so special on offense, and then those guys haven't been healthy. So that that's uh, that's really good and the Vikings defense is a complete crapshoot week to week. They have so many pieces that are either rookies or guys working back from injury, where you have no idea how they're going to play. They're running a completely new style that changes how they play on the back end, which really changes uh, the way that the Harrison Smith is playing, and that's something they're trying to navigate through. And it worked really well. Just dropped on what the the Packers do anyway. What they've built on defense is constructed entirely to stop the style of offense the Packers are running. So that was a really favorable matchup week one and everything kind of went well, even though they busted a few coverages, right? And Christian Watson should have had a huge touchdown and the Packers just missed some throws and it caught with them in week two. So I am interested to see uh, what the Vikings look like in week three. The
0: swift touchdown this weekend as well. He was, he was, Bang to rights, and he got out. That was incredible. And Juice McAllister's words of "you can be, you know, great" were ringing in my ears. But if I was Aaron Glenn, and Juice McAllister had lost his voice during training, I'd constantly be going, "I'm sorry, what? What did you say? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What bitch? Okay. Anyway, Uh, Ollie, what's your first headline? Uh, My first headline is Josh Allen wraps up the earliest MVP in league history. Give me some of that Josh Allen love. That that guy is a is a baller. God, I'm talking like I'm in a Madden video game. What is wrong with me? Oh, Talk to me about Josh Allen.
1: Well, this just this entire Bills team, complete juggernaut. Um, they roll the Titans. I mean, it was it was somewhat close, right, until Taylor Lewan goes down for the Titans, and then that that defensive front just takes over and um you know, coming into the year, the bills were were so high. They obviously they had Von Miller. There's there's just no flaw to the team. It's by far the deepest, and I think the most talented in the league. They have this quarterback who's you know thrown up in the air. They come down between Mahomes, Brady, him, and um, and um, who am I searching for? Herb. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was the one I was looking for. Thank you. Of of the five of them, any one of them on any given week is the best in the league. And I do think there was a little bit of skepticism start of the season, particularly from the national media that. You know, sometimes some things are too good to be true. The, that that team who gets close and everyone books them in as the favorite the next year doesn't often work that way, particularly when they go out and do the move, which is with a one move away situation, as they did with Vaughn. That doesn't really work out, but it's an unusually deep roster and it's an unusual one move away play. You don't often just get an eighty pressure a year past rusher, which is what he is. Hall of Famer still performing at the absolute apex of his powers. Those guys just aren't readily available. And we've seen already through two weeks, he completely transforms what was already the best defense in the league by EPA per play, which is the best measurement of these things, they dropped in the most the, the most dominant thing you can put on a defense, which is a Hall of Fame pass rusher. So they're just a complete juggernaut. and so I think they're going to win 15, 16 games, and that'll be Josh Allen winning the MVP. And they're going up against, obviously, the Darlings at the moment, which is the, the Dolphins. And if he goes in there and just clubs them over the head, you know some really interesting stuff the Ravens did – in that game at the weekend to the, the Dolphins defense, obviously the Dolphins offense got all the headlines, but there's some really interesting stuff. The Ravens did to the Dolphins defensively. And they obviously dropped the 40 burger on the Dolphins defense. I think Allen and company will take into this game and, and they could have a, a massive week two, And they're better defensively than Baltimore is.
0: Yeah. What happened in that Dolphins Ravens game? I mean, that was bonkers, but jo- Josh Allen, mate, I, I think, MVP is I think it's almost nailed on I'm not sure how you go in any other direction and one of the things I want to share about the Bills is and this is again most of the things come back to me as a Packers fan is that I know he picked up an injury but obviously Mika Hyde still playing for the Bills and I'm like what what is he seriously oh uh, and it's, it's like that it's like losing Casey Haywood anyway let's not go back into that give me a quick 30 seconds what the hell happened in that Dolphins Ravens game <laughs> Oh,
1: well, they have the two quickest players in the league and they are totally unguardable, unguardable individually. And then to put them together is unfair. And they, they use them in really creative ways. And I won't bog this particular audience down with too much of my exes and those nerdy stuff. But the way Mike Medina is using personnel packages is really creative and clever and gives them a ton of matchbook advantages. And there's just only so much you can do defensively against that kind of speed. And Mike Medina has been really clever with deploying those guys together, but with a third piece that kind of either hides them within the initial part of the play design or allows them to, to pop open free through play design. So it's not just them playing isolation football and aren't we quicker than everyone else? Because you can layer the defense in such a way when it's that kind of one-on-one football. He's doing cool stuff to get them out in the pattern free. And then when they're in space, they're quicker than everyone in the world. So there's not really much you can do when there's two of them. And they're together, again, there's a third guy occupying space too beside them. So it's just, um, it's impossible, man, that they, they are the two quickest guys in the league and they are uncoverable.
0: We've been saying this on the MCFS for years. You can't teach speed. Anyway, on to my and next headline. Were, I just before you go. said
1: that, because I do have to say, I mean, two are made four outrageous throws. So it wasn't like oh, yeah. this notion that they were just wide open, which is true. They are wide open the whole time. The game-winning throws was the Gaseki throw, was the, the the final touchdown throw too. That those were uncommon throws, and he just had an, an unbelievable fourth quarter.
0: That man, finding himself a role. Let's move on, Ollie. I've got another headline for you. And again, with my headlines, ladies and gentlemen, and what you've got to realise each week if you've not realised already, I'm just being provocative. Do I actually think these things are going to happen? Probably not. But you know what? It's fun. So how about this one? The Titans step up for their first win, relegating the Raiders to an 0-3 start as Derek Carr is jeered on the sideline and hit by a rogue burrito a la Fat Amy in Pitch Perfect. Ollie, what do you think of that?
1: It's a tough one, you know. Both these two teams. If you had said at the start of the season to most people, "oh, and two starts," I don't think most people would have, have gone for that. I, it's a great example of the importance of O line play. They both have terrible O lines, and and it sunk them in. Yeah, the Raiders played pretty well on Sunday. They got Kyler Murray. It could happen to anyone, but O lines are so important. And that Titans team, it's just. Right at the end of its cycle, they basically missed the window. Derek Henry, he's just not the player he was. The burst is not the same. You know, he got that plate in his foot last season. They rushed him back for the playoffs, and now he just doesn't move the same way he did before. And we saw when Derek Henry went down last year, when their offense becomes siloed between we're running the ball, and now we're throwing the ball, and they don't have any crossover. Derek Henry was the was the, the, the foundational piece, not just because of how good he is as a running back, but it allowed them to have this fluidity between the run and the pass game and the, their play action where they were basically the most effective team in the league for three seasons. And when you take him out and it becomes we're running the ball with one back, And then we're going to throw the ball with a different back. We're going to have two different offenses based on the down distance that the QB isn't good enough. The rest of the team isn't good. enough. The old line certainly isn't good enough. And Henry covered so much of that up because he was at such a superstar level. Now that he's at a mortal level, we saw what happened against the Bills. And that is obviously a dominant defense, but it was like, what, 13 yards on 11 rushes to open the game. Something just preposterous like that. He just doesn't have the juice to make guys miss in the hole. Um, And without that their whole offense essentially crumbles down because they're forced into saying, okay, we're in third and medium or third and long and can Ryan Tannehill take us to the promised line without A.J. Brown? And he's just hes just not that player.
0: He certainly isn't. Imagine running with a dinner plate in your foot, particularly a 12-inch <laughs> plate, Alan, Alan Partridge style. That must be a, a real hindrance. Uh, Ollie, give me your next one. Uh, yes,
1: it is time to panic
0: about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense Ooh,
1: Ooh,
0: ollie this has got you know people can't see this on the audio but my hands are waving around because my next headline was gonna be aaron Rodgers in the pack has the doubters as the wide receiver core finally hits it up and christian watson scores on a 75 yard reverse because that seems to be the only way they're using it <laughs> the <laughs> moan is on reverse is that i hate throwing you the ball damn it Talk to me about Tom Brady and this books team then, because uh, can I just think, we talk Packers all the time. But I know, but can
1: I just quickly on Watson, because it really makes me laugh. The amount of just like coach speak, play speak bullshit. It's it's to the point of why do we even ask these guys to talk when we know that everything <laughs> they're saying is a lie so that we can have some content just to fill 24 hours. Then we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bullshit some more and we'll do 24 hours. The, the praise that he spent the whole off season given to these guys and they're way more advanced than I thought and Christian Watson has no idea where he is no idea where he's going does he know he's in Wisconsin I'm not entirely <laughs> sure and so as you said he has become this jet sweep decoy where I am certain he'll take three or four to the how he is he's so quick you know and, and uh, they'll hit him with a couple of deep shots this year but he can just not currently function in NFL offense, particularly not in that Green Bay offense, which is really demanding um, on receivers, both in terms of blocking. That's why their, their offense, as Aaron has said now publicly, is we are centered around if Alan Lazard is healthy or not, which is an unbelievable situation to be in when you're the back-to-back MVP and every single game for you now is legacy-defining, that you are wholly reliant on the health of Alan Lazard.
0: Hey, it's the Lizard man, baby. We'll be fine. <laughs> Talk to me about Tom Brady there.
1: Well, uh, you know, last last week... They've had this issue with the Saints for years. Now, the Saints play a specific brand of defense against Brady, which really kind of muddies things up for him. And he's he's constantly... I mean, it's it's the defense that would stop any uh, quarterback in the league. It's two-man coverage, two safeties deep. It's it's not exactly anything uh, creative. And they just hammer the shit out of receivers and hope they don't get calls. And they typically don't. Without Mike Evans, with all the injuries they have... I think we're going to have one of those weeks where there's a problem. And there's obviously all the other stuff going on off the field, which we, we could get into. He just looks so disgruntled, so unhappy. And this happened with them when they first got to Bruce Arians, right? When Bruce Arians and Tom Brady first got together, they were pretty terrible for six, seven weeks. Not terrible. They, they were just really struggled. Every week was bitty. You never knew what you were going to get. They would have two good drives and there'd be just six drives of just, there will be a slugfest. Um, and so I, I just think we're going through that same motion with them with the top ball situation, and it's a team that now is essentially governed by balls and the defense. It's not a, so much about Brady and the Packers' defense, which has not been as impressive as it should have been this season. They, they fun stat for you, Tom, as we discussed the Packers. You know how many times they've blitzed this season. Um. Uh. Uh, do you want a percentage so they've played let's do this properly they've played it's not a game show part yet, people but let's do this properly they've played two games this season correct and it was against kirk cousins right mm-hmm. and, and the vikings kirk cousins who struggles against perimeter blitzes and the chicago bears and justin field a second year guy who we don't know what his strengths or weaknesses probably are yet because he's barely played football um how often did they blitz those two guys and we'll just go straight drop backs no percentage
0: to be oh, fair, I did actually I did actually watch those those games, obviously as a Pakistan, fan. I mean I, I wasn't concentrating much on the Vikings because it was crap. But I don't know, five? Zero. Wow.
1: Zero. They have not blitzed a single time this season. This after drafting Quay Walker, who the, the great thing about having Quay Walker is you can sit in nickel all game, he can cover tight ends and you can also attack the backfield like no one else because he's just a, a pocket rocket. It's quite bizarre. So that is problematic for the whole season, but that is exactly building the type of structure you want to replicate what the Saints do against Tom Brady. If you're just living in that world anyway, because your down four is so good and they have an unbelievable down four, right? That's that's the strength of of the defense um then this sets up for it just being the wrong match with the wrong time for the books with their injuries and i'm not saying the books are in trouble i think they'll be fine all the consternation about brady and stuff i still imagine at the end of the season he'll be holding the trophy on the podium because that's just what he does um but after this weekend i think they could struggle to move the ball against that defense and then all of a sudden we're going to be into that time of how unhappy is he did he break another surface all that kind of stuff and i think we'll have a week of headlines of is this it for tom brady
0: I can see that. And uh, I'd like the Packers defense to show up. That would be nice. But whenever you say pocket rocket, whenever anyone says pocket rocket, I just think of Jeanette Manrara. So now all I'm thinking now <laughs> when I see Quay Walker play is Jeanette Manrara with a helmet on. Anyway, got to love Jeanette Manrara. Looking forward to this season of strictly. Uh, Tony Adams is going to be terrible. Right, Ollie. seeing as we hit my last headline um, in connected to your last one, let's round off this segment with your final headline. What you got for me, baby? Shock me, shock me. Matt Rule is out in Carolina in the in the words of Cotton McKnight from Dodgeball I feel shocked what happens man what's happening
1: I think you know we come into the season Matt Rule was fired until proven otherwise right he was kind of given one last throw of the dice because David Tepper the owner there who's very tempestuous could not really find a, a appropriate reply. he was trying to do one of these marriages like the Dolphins did which is don't fire the coach yet but call Sean Payton and Tom Brady and see if you can get them both to sign before you fire everyone else in the building tep was doing all that stuff, right? Can I get me a Deshaun Watson? Can I get me a Russell Wilson? If I can get me one of those QBs, I'll I'll get them the coach they want. That was how they spent the off-season. Fill that, we'll roll Matt back, we'll trade for Baker Mayfield, then it'll be a shit show. And it and it has been, and they, they are so uninspired on offense. Defensively, they got a ton of good pieces, but it, it's just not enough to, to cover up for how poor the offense is. And you go to a team in New Orleans, they're hosting New Orleans this weekend, it's been so uninspired. If they lose and they lose to a team where the quarterback either has a broken back or he's Andy Dalton. Those are their two options, right? Jameis Winston, broken back, Andy Dalton. If you get beat by that, and that's possible because that Saints defense is really talented, I mean, what do we do? Why even bother waiting until later in the season? I think, and, and Rule knows he's out. And there's a ton of college openings now. In college football now, they've cha- kind of changed the game where you get fired almost immediately in season. After one week, two weeks, they just fire you immediately to try and get ahead of the coaching cycle. Rule was a really good college coach. He'll be at the top of the list for a ton of college jobs. So I can see him, I can see them coming almost to an agreement of, look, we know what's happening at the end of the year. Let's just do this now. You can go and talk about the college gigs with other people. We'll stick an interim in here. It's not working. So I, I would not be floored if the first firing of the season happens in the third week.
0: That would be fascinating. It's kind of like remember the Titans, isn't it? When uh, you'll be fired at the first time of trouble. What do you classify as trouble? Lose a game? <laughs> so, oh, no. Um, I can see that, Ollie. I, I, this this whole Carolina project doesn't feel like it's going to work out for me. You know, like we were doing Dragons Den a few weeks ago. You know, I'm not. I'm not investing in this one, Ollie.
1: No, and that's the tr- problem they have, they made sense when you were looking at trading for a Watson or a Wilson. I, I'm trying to look at the board now because they want to swing big for a franchise guy, right? And I'm just looking at the board and it just feels like they, they've missed the window. They were never getting Rodgers. You look at who could be available as a veteran next offseason, free agent or trade, and you're getting into the Ryan Tannehill situations, which just screams of Carolina that they would do that. You're talking about Tom Brady. There's no way he's going there. Lamar Jackson is the one obviously linging over everything because of his contractual situation. I, I can't see him doing Carolina. That feels more like Miami or or somewhere else. So, yeah they're gonna be they're gonna be back into a rebuild they're gonna miss the window of having this really talented defense when they chased all these all these veteran players
0: there you have it ladies and gentlemen that's what we're gonna see next week in the headlines you mark our words hey let's move on to the game show on to the game show Ollie and this week we've got through the keyhole Mike, I'm going to bring you in here, my good, good chum, Stereo Mike, and you're going to tell us exactly how we are going to play this game.
2: Thank you very much, Mr. Moore. Uh, I'm welcome in as well, Everyone's to through the keyhole. We're going to do this. We're going to have uh, five rounds, five guessing situations, and it's going to be Tom versus Ollie, the first person to shout out the player's name wins. They're going to guess. Ugh.
1: Were these people born after I was born? Every player
2: mm-hmm. is currently in the league. Okay. Let's go. So, no. this is the concerning thing for me as a uh, what do you call that man from Northern Ireland that was on that game show? What that that sounds
1: like something only you and three
2: other people. Oh
0: my God. What kind of a question is that? No, but he's got what, like an accent
2: and he's like, so oh God, what's his name? You, no, he's not. He's done me. like a really famous show back in that like game show back in the 90s. Um,
0: oh, hang on.
1: Hang on. Do you? Oh, oh. <laughs> what? what uh, Roy? Roy. His name? Yeah, oh. I,
0: I, I, Roy. I, um... He did. He did catchphrase. He did
1: catchphrase. He was on Phoenix Knights. He was. I will tonight. I going to be Roy. Roy Walker. Roy Walker. Okay. he got there as a team um, game. Does that count so as a point? Can I? Can it, I have
0: that as the first oh, come one? On, I gave
1: playoff. <laughs> I gave you the leu.
0: LA
2: fun fact: I actually hate the TV show Through the <laughs> Keyhole. So I don't like Keith Lemon. Anyway, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh well, you,
0: well fun fact for the week. <laughs> you, well, also you reference Keith Lemon. I'm thinking of. Um, the the guy used to do it like 20 years 20 30 years ago what was his name I mean, this, this, this is
2: what ollie said tom like like you know, if you we weren't born then it's it's hard to it's uh, all right I'm, all I'm joking, right get I'm on
0: get on with it then children <laughs>
2: so I'm, yeah this i'm hoping that you know this goes long basically i'm hoping anyway <laughs> here's the first one just shout out the name lads whenever you're ready to go and it's best of five um we'll see okay okay um i am a cornerback currently playing in the nfl I went to central Michigan and played football in central Michigan in college. I have won a Super Bowl within the last three years.
1: In the last three years. Are we getting any pause here to take stock or always? is I it... might I, I I might pause it now actually. Okay, Let's... okay. Okay. So SMU. A... Not SMU. Central Michigan, right? Oh sorry. Yeah. Uh Central Michigan. Last three years. Won a Super Bowl, you say. Mm-hmm. Oh. <sighs> Let's keep going.
0: I'm struggling with that.
2: I have a double barrel surname. Oh, now I like that. That's a great clue.
1: That is a great clue. My brain is not firing up today.
2: All I can think is Roger's Cromartie, but that's not the that's, that's the only, like, lest I have of clues I'm hoping somebody gets. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Double barred names.
1: This can't be painfully obvious. This one hurts.
0: Oh, I hope somebody. See, if, listening like, see if we get down this. like
2: six and there's only one nil or someone, I'm actually, I'm, I'm done with the show. I'm not coming back. It's fine. <laughs> I'm joking. Um,
0: I'm just going to think of people with double-barred name. Edward Delaire. <laughs> Running back. No, I know exactly. So I I'm just thinking this.
2: of people is, with double-barred uh, names. He
0: is in the NFC South. He's in the NFC South.
1: So he plays for the book.
0: <laughs> I, I got no idea. I bail on this one, Ollie.
1: <sighs> I had way and I just cannot. My brain is just not having it today, guys. Um, okay. Tell us, Mike. Do you want oh, to give us no, a stab sure, on no, yeah? no, no. Sean Murphy Bunting. Did he play Washington or did he play at CMU?
2: Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, ding. ding. <laughs> Central Michigan. Right. Uh, Sean Murphy Bunting. Yes. Sean oh, Murphy uh, Bunting. So it's yeah. Did I say Bunting Murphy? I think I said Bunting. Murphy. No, no, I, I think he said it. You said it spot on. Well done. So Ali is Ali is one 0 up. And Tom, Either way,
0: uh, a a name with bunting in it has gotta get credit. I mean, that's fantastic.
2: Yeah, and like he's half Irish, that's surname name, Murphy. Right. Um next one, one nil to Ollie. I am a wide receiver for an NFL team currently. I play in the
1: NFC. Wide receiver in the NFC. Do I get more do you get is this one where you get more points the quicker you answer, or is it just one irrespective?
2: Uh, no, this is like Dragon's Den where, where we give ideas. I, I, this can evolve over the weeks, but as of tonight, it's one point each. Okay. Uh, I'm 22 years old. Oh, it was okay. a fa- oh.
1: oh, okay well. Have you gonna read them all? I, no, I was like, just gonna. Read, I, was, I was. gonna read like, one more and then stop. To read. Descending points, and then there can be like okay. Anyway, we should. We should probably brainstorm off her. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> 22 um, years old.
1: 22 years old. A five-star recruit wide receiver. That's all I'm gonna say for now. Five-star recruit, wide receiver in the NFC. Twenty-two years old. Oh, ooh, oh! Drake London. Oh, no, sir. Tom,
2: do you want to? Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll go to the next, next one. But um, Tom's got a guess. Tom's well, got a guess. Give me
0: another clue.
2: I am bilingual. What? Okay.
1: (laughs) I don't see how that one is more helpful, but I love it. I love it, Michael. That's a great one. uh, The last,
2: the the last point. Well, you'll you'll know who it is when the last point comes up. This, this is the problem. This is this is why this game is the problem now. So,
0: you well, you're assuming I will know, Mike. That's a big assumption. If he doesn't play for the Packers or play against the Packers on a regular basis, (laughs) well, if he's in the NFC, there's a chance he he plays in the NFC North. Ah, crap! NFC (laughs) North. He's bilingual. He's twenty-two
1: years old. Twenty-two means he's in the most recent draft, right, Michael? So is it James? Oh, I, I need
2: I need a double check see this year or last year, yeah. James um, Williams. No, but I will say this now and then get ready to put your uh, hands ooh. on the on, on the metaphorical buzzer. Yes, go ahead.
0: No, no, no. Go. On. Give oh, me the last <laughs> thing. <He> went, Ooh.
2: <laughs> My family member also plays in the
0: league. Oh, okay. Is that Monroe hey, A. Brown? It ah, is.
2: Yeah. That's well done. Yeah. One one. He speaks German. His mom is from Germany.
0: I knew that or as well. his dad. He told me that like last week.
1: <laughs> oh man, that's brutal. <laughs> that is brutal.
2: Um, now the next one, I, I think the next one's difficult. it's probably the most difficult out of all of them. So if you get a fair play. Um uh, so it's one one. I played my college football uh for Montana State. I went undrafted in twenty eighteen and was signed by the Seattle Seahawks. Do you want me to keep going? <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, yes. No, no. Can I just have a second? Yeah, yeah. Go for One it. Go out. I think Montana State. Come on, man. Did you say the year he was drafted? Did you say twenty eighteen? Un-undrafted Undrafted in twenty fifteen. 2015. In 2015. Okay, keep going. And the
2: Seahawks signed him. Yeah, I got it. Keep going, please. Uh, I've played for many teams, either as a member of the main team or the practice squad, including the Patriots, the Vikings, and also in the Canadian Football League for the Calgary Stampeders.
1: 2015. Who's the other team you said? You said Pats and who?
2: Pats Vikings, also the Eagles.
1: Pats Vikings equals Montana State. Oh. Is the position coming up as a clue or not? Yes. Okay.
2: Okay, so the last one I'll give you before I give the position is um, last season, the player scored an interception against the New York Giants.
1: Scored a defensive play against the New York Giants. Why do I have a Nichols name in my head? Is is there a Nichols? So he's a a linebacker. Linebacker. He scored. Oh, I can see his face. All right, see, I can see him in uniform. Oh. 2015 for the
2: Seahawks. What... And finally, he joined the Denver Broncos this season. Oh, of course, he did. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I've got no idea <laughs> at <laughs>
0: all.
1: Oh. Um, oh. It's not a singleton. It is. I'm literally just now ripping through that linebacker room in my head. But, uh... Patriots linebacker who went, went to Patriots linebacker who went to the Broncos. What was the stop between the Broncos and the Patriots? Eagles. Oh, so on a number of those
2: teams, he would have been in the practice squad, and then he got his break for the Eagles. Oh, okay. No, this is going of this is gonna. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna throw my laptop.
1: <laughs> the I, I think up.
2: you are because you just said you said his surname. It's Alex Singleton.
1: Oh, because
2: I was like, I was like trying oh to keep playing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've said it.
2: We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, okay. I think uh, yeah. Let's
0: let's move on to the next one before Ronnie <laughs> kills himself.
2: Uh, one one. We we only got two more laps. Mm-hmm. So. And um, well, if unless there's two no, and then no half points,
0: then no,
1: no, no.
2: Okay. No, no way. You can't get <laughs> yeah. half points
0: uh, for that. I <laughs> I can't but I can't I can't believe I'm even still in this to be honest, still one.
2: <laughs> I played my college career at Penn State and was drafted in 2018. My team Take on placed Take on Barkley. Hmm? No. My team placed the franchise tag on me in March and we won last weekend in the league.
1: Mm-hmm. 2018 franchise tag God, my brain is fried today. Singleton's going to live with me for weeks This guy scored a huge touchdown
2: last weekend and I'll say this in case you want to jump in very quickly, lads. He's a tight end in the league
1: Oh, Mike Kosicki Yeah, ding, 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 ding (laughs) I knew I should have got that on the franchise tag Unbelievable (laughs)
2: This next one's the easiest, just a heads up in case you're wondering. Oh, cool. so this is why I'll probably just say it once. <laughs> yeah. and then just, Tom, just get just ready, just in case. Uh, okay, i
0: just going to massive guesses straight away. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> like, uh!
2: <laughs> Wrong person answer. Like, like it is. Um, I was a pro bowler in 2015. <laughs> I went to Florida State for college. I'm uh, red-shirted behind another uh, NFL quarterback. I have flown 94 interceptions in my career in the NFL. Timmy Winston. 90. Yeah. Was it oh, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and the next, the next clue was, do I need to continue? So that was basically, yeah, I'll, I'll give this to Tom as Ollie's one as, as the last one. Um, I went to Arkansas in College. I had been voted an All-American uh, previously, and I am a three-time SEC champion. I have only played for two NFL teams,
1: and wait, it's wait, a little wait, bit wait. colder. He went to Arkansas in school. But he's a three-time SEC champion. He may have transferred. I literally put it down, but I'll, I'll double check. It says
2: SEC Champions League time. I've played for two NFL teams, Tom, and it's now a lot colder where I am now in comparison to where I used to be. And I'll check that SEC fact well, Tom.
0: It's now colder.
1: It's now colder. I think I got a stab at this, but...
0: Is this suggesting that somebody's playing now in Green Bay?
2: <laughs> it's not Green Bay. But... Yeah, it, this guy was a free time all SEC. No, okay. all, all SEC, SEC bad. Yeah. yeah, I got... Yeah. Yeah. Why is it uh, colder? Went in- oh, it oh, colder. Um, he went from the West Coast to the East Coast. Can I, can I jump in if Tom's
1: going to fry? Is it Hunter Henry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Tom's face. This is like the turntables of the Simpsons episode.
2: <laughs> I actually, I have to say, on a biased level, I, I really enjoyed that, but I will try and make it more, uh, what's the word? Uh, mainstream but i I, I like it like that. next Look, week we'll do players in the 70s there's there's the
0: the, the the thing is here is is my knowledge of the nfl right okay let's 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 open let's pull the curtain back okay right i'm not here for my knowledge of the nfl i have a working knowledge of the nfl i have a passion for the sport and i'm not an idiot but in terms of my encyclopedia knowledge, it's, it's it's lacking. Therefore, to be quite honest, Mike, you've got a hell of a challenge pitching it at a level that's equal for Ollie and I. And I think that that's always going to be a challenge. So if I take a loss against Ollie, yep. there's, there's nothing yep. to be ashamed of.
1: What What evens the playing field is I only watch the players right? So I don't know anything to do. When we do the numbers ones, I have no clue, right? When it's like this, they've thrown a mm. 4,000 passers. I got no idea. Now, when you say instantly, Mike, uh, this guy was drafted in 2015, went to Arkansas. I was working as an active scout in the NFL draft during those years. So it, it, it's immediately, I'm like, oh, Hunter Henry. So it, it's not really that, those kind of stuff about their college stuff is a completely unfair advantage. Now, if you said uh, he's he, he's caught ninety passes or whatever for three straight years maybe tom can rattle through the top tight ends in his mind that's where the even playing field is i feel mm-hmm. i look forward to developing through the keyhole <laughs> or through the nfl keyhole for the for the next appearance but
2: yes i i fully i fully appreciate that and uh, i have to say you were doing well tom you're 1-1 so I, yeah mm-hmm. not honestly not too bad and i probably would have only got up a three of them out of five seriously so it's a lot better than me. <laughs> it's one better. Like, okay, yeah, probably probably two, actually. You know
0: what? I'll say two to make everyone feel better, but I I, <laughs> if, I really enjoy this game. If sure. it was three and you put it as a percentage, it would be 300% better. <laughs> I do like the idea I of a like slow reveal where
1: you do the one... There is a game slide there, right? You do the one and that's really hard, but you get five points if you get it right because then if Tom only gets one or two, but he gets it on the fifth or the fourth one, maybe you are dropping some specific Packers ones for the guy. Now, now we're cooking with gas.
0: You see that's a great idea but don't ever talk slow reveal because we're not doing naked attraction on this podcast you know even though it's a video podcast no never again
2: (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and that's (gasps) the game show
0: (laughs) that's the game show right let's move on and let's get to a little taste of island swivel i don't know why i said swivel 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 (laughs) Um, Mike to Educators This is the part of the show Before listeners questions Where you give us an education On something to do with Ireland Obviously Ireland is a huge part Of American subculture It's a huge part Obviously of British subculture um, And and Ireland is a huge part Of Irish culture Why did I say subculture You know what I'm saying Anyway, British subculture yeah, just, yeah, you're just a subculture, <laughs> I I would actually
1: like to, to hijack this segment this week, Michael, if that's okay with you, and ask a question that maybe gets us to something specific. I saw today off a, a writer who I follow for the Irish Times was tweeting about the touchdown chocolate bar. Now, obviously, this section for us is very food and... Uh, uh, influence. And in, in fact, Tom, in my local Sainsbury's, as I've told you before, where Erling Haaland shops, not to drop that name, uh, Michael and I discovered that they have now introduced a full, is it just Northern Irish or Irish section, Michael? I can't remember. They've introduced a full Irish section oh. so, so that oh. I can now share some of these fun times and fun products with Michael. Team building. Yeah, apparently in in the
2: in the eighties and nineties there was a bar called Cadbury's Touchdown.
1: Yeah, and it has it has like um it looks like a Niners player on it, right? It's, it, I think they use like a license they're not supposed to use it. It it certainly looks. I think is it Jerry Rice? I can't I can't remember, but it it looks like they sh- they did something that they weren't allowed to do with the um with the person on the bar. <laughs> We you, to... you, so it's in the irish times they all like, on,
2: online yeah that's yeah, amazing yeah,
0: yeah, yeah we we have yeah. to do a, a segment on a future show where we think of player related p- food puns jerry rice pudding sorry it just came <laughs> into my Christ. mind i would genuinely any honestly mcfs I questions in-
1: that that works if it's just players who connote food and you say jerry rice that's good just sticking the
0: final part i
1: guess you got the rice pudding but you that you could just stick anything after any name
0: well, you could say Jerry Rice and Beans. But all I'm saying is, I think there's some in there. MCFquestions at gmail.com if you've got good player-related puns uh, relating to food. Anyway, carry on with this Taste of Ireland.
2: Oh, my God. Where do I even start now? I, I do think well, we, we should maybe buy that chocolate bar on eBay and we all eat it. Like, it's mm. like 30 years old and we never record our reactions. Um, yeah, I'll put a picture on the broadcast, on, on the video of that, if, you're, if you want to check out the video podcast, folks. Um, Okay back to this irish segment and thank you for those kind remarks about how ireland is a uh, part of british subculture it is <laughs> um okay we're, we're going to talk today about mayo um not about the sauce or the <laughs> about mayonnaise uh but about the county of mayo on the west
1: of ireland um, county mayo and this is this is relevant to the nfl so bear uh, with me mayo, any, um... any association between county mayo and the Mayo? Or is that too separate? And I don't, I don't want to get in trouble online here. I, I, no, I don't think so. I don't I think, think so. It,
2: yeah. um, so there's thirty-two on the island of Ireland, both north and south. There's thirty-two counties, and those counties play each other. Ironically, the NFL thirty-two they mm-hmm. play each other in like a Gaelic football and hurling competition, which we can talk about for a different segment. But basically, the Mayo football team are quite are very popular it's the main sport in ireland outside of rugby so um mayo won the all ireland or the super bowl of uh, gaelic football in 1950 1936 sorry 1950 and in 1951 and in 1951 um on the way home or something from the all ireland final they passed the funeral on the bus And they were basically drunk, wrecking the place. And uh, a priest said, while every member of that team is alive, they'll never win an All-Ireland ever again. So everyone says they're cursed. So they've got a curse, uh, apparently. So since 1989, they've appeared and lost in these finals. 96, 97, 04, 06, 2012, 2013, 2016, two games, because it went to a replay, 2017, 2020, and 2021. Um, In 2021, my county beat them because it was hilarious, because I was like, well, we, we can't lose the curse. And in 2021, they beat Dublin, who won it six years in a row. So everyone thought the curse was broken. Um, so it's a 58 or 59-year curse. Um, and the guy, the last surviving member, Paddy Prandergrass, I think his name is, died last year. So there wow. is the big story. Now, my question for you two, this is, and you're like, what relevance does this have, Michael, the NFL? Well, I'll ask you this. Who has got the Mayo curse? Maybe not as long as Mayo, but who has got a similar curse? Do you think in in the NFL? Now, I'll say the Jets, but I don't believe in the curse at all. Personally, I just think they're a bad football team. Yeah, so is yeah, the watching. That
1: they're owned by Woody Johnson. That's the, that's the <laughs> curse. Um, <laughs> I, I could only think through that, and I apologize. I'm sure I uh, assure you, I was actively listening, but I was kind of re- reverting back to our other game, and I could just think of Jared Mayo the entire time, which <laughs> is oh my who
0: can <laughs> no <know> food. <laughs> I was going Well, I've got some. I'll, go, I'll come back to you in a sec, Mike. How about Nick Mangold chocolate bar or Julius Pepper steak? That's a good one. Uh, tr- um, I, I cannot
2: believe this, lads. You I could can't.
0: also have Ray Rice and beans as well as Jerry Rice and beans. In terms of, you, in terms of the make the Mayo Court c- curse, um, the Jets does sound like a good candidate. The Browns is also Browns. one that you would say. Um... I feel like Aaron Rodgers has got a personal curse on him ever since that Seattle loss uh, in the Innocent game. The problem
1: with uh, pro football is not enough of the franchises have been around long enough for this kind of stuff. Like Remember the Cubs? They had the situation with the GOAT. Do you guys remember that, where mm. they got a 100-year curse because they didn't let a guy bring his GOAT to the game, and so he cursed them, and then they literally didn't win the World Series for 100 years. The, the Red Sox had their curse of the bambino they trade away babe Ruth to the yankees as a pitcher. he becomes the greatest hitter to have ever played and they can never win one because they they traded the babe all that stuff happens in, you know in the 30s and 40s and stuff and we, we really need like it would have to be the packers or someone to have a century spanning curse um uh, it, it almost brings us to kind of the Paul Pogba, Killian Mbappe situation. Perhaps the worst curse in the history of curses. He he cursed someone and he became the greatest footballer to have ever lived. <laughs> Actually, so that's so messed here, up. Man. You need a that's serious so refund. Up. If you if you if you get a witch doctor to curse someone and they become the greatest footballer of all time, how do you go about extracting a refund from your witch doctor? Uh,
2: I told the witch doctor. um, you Were In Love With Me. That's a song, isn't it? Dude, I, I yeah. told
0: the witch oh, doctor. and so Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I've, I'm caught up now. I appreciate this. But how about <laughs> and Kong <Damakong> Soup?
2: <laughs> I can't believe it. Can I just apologise to the people in Mayo? Actually, no. Do you know what? Because they were very rude to me in Dublin two years ago. So no. But they're cursed. And I I don't know. Time will tell. I'll tell you what, lads. If Mayo gets to All-Ireland, will we go and see if the curse has lifted? But will we actually go to yes. the track? Yes. yes,
0: we have to. We have to see the curse lifted. So if that happens, you've got to keep us informed, Mike. And we've got to go and see the curse be lifted. I completely agree. Um, and next and be- week we'll talk about the plot. Uh, next week
2: we'll talk about the national ploughing championships. It's a real thing. Oh, Google it now. It's happening right now, and it's huge for the economy. Google it right now. It's massive.
0: I am all for that. Let's save that for a taste of Ireland next week. Really and before I, before I put a curse on this this show, let's move on to listeners' questions. So two questions to get to this week before we close out the show. Remember, you can hit us up with your questions, comments, thoughts, food-related and NFL player puns, mcfsquestions at gmail.com. Please, please get in touch. This show has always been about the listener interaction. So first of all, Alex Price from Cardiff, he writes, what would you suggest a new or returning fan in order to learn about the game? Uh, The players, teams, tactics can be a bit overwhelming. Listening to the podcast has been a huge help and keen to learn more. Sorry if this is a question that's been asked a million times before. Thanks from a Steelers fan. Steelers fan Alex Price wants to know if you're a returning fan or a new fan, how can you learn more about the game? I suppose it's kind of bite-sized chunks. Remember GCSE bite-sized when it was on the telly, only. Like, that's what we want.
1: Uh, no, was not not a, a great student. Was not watching bite size. Uh, I don't believe was probably just playing football, <laughs> more than likely. Um, what did you do you need to learn about the game? I mean, it, that's a, it's a wide open ended question, right? There's a, there's a vast expanse of ways to go get information you can binge if books as you think. you read as many books as possible if you like audiobooks you listen to audiobooks you you dig through as many podcasts as possible um it, i think it depends what you want to extract from the game are you looking to learn about the history of the teams the rivalries um are you looking to learn about the more social cultural side of the game are you looking purely for schematic stuff if so you subscribe to the read optional and get it straight to your inbox and you mm-hmm the nerdy goodness out there. Um, so I think it's uh, uh, get back in touch with us. What was the name of the listener? It was Alex Price. Alex Price. Get back in touch with us. It, let me know exactly how you like to consume things. There's no judgments here. You tell me what is your preference. If it's blogs, if it's books, if it's podcasts, you tell me what you're looking for, and I will bring you five things for you to go and do for for some studying.
0: Wow, I love it. Talk about tailored service from Oliver Conley. Well done, that man. That's uh, why he's the greatest. And the godfather here. Uh, And then Jamie Foyle got in touch. and This is a good question. I like it. And I've got a very very straightforward answer to this one, Ollie, and and you might have the same one. His question is, is there any of the six undefeated teams still left that you think could make the full run like the 73-74 Dolphins? Now, my answer, Ollie, would be 1%. I think it's very rare that we're going to see that. And I think it's almost impossible, particularly now that we're up to 17 games. And two, this year, I don't see it happening. The Bills would make a good run at it, but I just feel like it's it's just almost an impossibility.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's almost impossible, particularly you look at the divisions they're playing in, the Chiefs, that they're, they're going to drop a game to one of those teams in the AFC West. Uh, the Books are probably going to drop a game, they're probably not in division to be fair, although the, the Saints might get them because the Saints always run them close. The Bills have the Dolphins situation, then maybe Belichick does something wild one game and they're able to, to pull something out against Josh Allen. I know he housed them in the playoffs last year, but Belichick is... is deployed one off strategies against him before and being able to get him um so I, I guess the one if you were looking for one where you could make some sense would maybe be the eagles and i know that's tough because again in that division you have a, a resurgent giants team who are doing some really interesting things under brian dayball you've got a commander's team that um again really interesting things offensively with scott Turner, who i really like and then they, they have uh, that front four who decide one week they want to play and decide the next week they don't want to play um, and then you've got the Cowboys who, that depends on when obviously Dak Prescott returns, what kind of Cowboys team you're facing. So if they can, if they can play the Cowboys without Dak um, and they get a, a bad Daniel Jones game or a bad Carson Wentz game, then that's what you're looking at. The Eagles actually have the second weakest uh, strength of schedule in the NFL. Now they have maybe the best overall roster outside of quarterback, right? And they've got a pretty good quarterback too. And they have the second weakest uh, strength schedule in the NFL. So if anyone has a chance to do it, it would be kind of this Eagles freight train that just picked up, I think, and ran along. Unless the Bills are just such a level above the Dolphins, which, which they might well be, we'll find out this weekend. Um, but I think the smart money on that would be the one who can push it the furthest, at least, would probably be the Eagles.
0: Yeah, you might be right there, Rolly, but I refuse to buy into this Eagles hype. I refuse to get onto <laughs> the train until at least week twelve. That's my rule on this one. Well, this well, year, let,
1: let me let me roll through this with you then. So they go at Washington this weekend. Do you think they win that game? Yes. Host Jacksonville. Yes. At the Cardinals. Mm, yes, but there is a question mark. That's that's a tight one because of Kyler, but the the yep. it's shocking defensively home to the Cowboys probably without Dak. Yes. Okay, home to Pittsburgh with Mitch Trubisky.
0: Oh, Mitchell would we'll be Kenny Pickett by then. It could be Kenny. Okay, so it's
1: a home to either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. Yeah,
0: it's irrelevant with <laughs> Yeah.
1: At the at the the fight in Houston Texans. Oh dear God! Keep going. At home to the Washington Commanders with Carson Wentz
0: that guy sucks move on
1: so you see how so now we're into week 11 so you see how I mean? so if anyone's going to push it hang
0: time... on i said we i said week 12 what's week 11
1: week 11 is at the indianapolis colts with the fossilized matt ryan what's week 12 home to the packers
0: <laughs> oh we got him we got him right there
1: <laughs> so that's the one so they 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 will be favored in every single game until week 12
0: yeah, and even then, they should probably be favored in that game, to be quite based on what I've seen from the Packers' offense they so have far.
1: A, they, have a, they have a better roster by some distance than the Packers' roster. It's just the quarterbacks, even the playing field. So, and um, they might not win all those games. This is the NFL. They'll probably drop a game to Arizona. They'll probably like lose their minds against Washington one week and, and stumble there. They, that could even be this week. But just in terms of general roster construction, who has the best rosters matching them uh, opponent versus opponent,
0: they, they should win all those games until they get to, to Green Bay, and that's a coin flip. Wow. Love it. Love it. And great chat, Ollie. And again, this is a jumping off point that's come from a listener's question. So thanks so much for getting in touch. And please hit us up, mcfsquestions at gmail.com. Throughout the week, I will collate them, send them whenever you like. Uh, and remember, you can find us on Twitter at Ollie Connolly, at the underscore Tommy underscore more and at uh, Michael underscore NFL. Uh, is it Michael underscore NFL? Mike, If I got that wrong? You've got it right, my friend. Okay, good stuff. Right. But until next week, We hope you have an absolutely fantastic weekend of NFL games. It is goodbye, first of all, from the great Stereo Mike. Stereo Mike, say goodbye. Goodbye. It's goodbye from the Godfather himself. Say goodbye. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from me. Have a fantastic weekend.